you're looking for the most amazing podcast ever, well, this isn't it. You're listening to the Average Fellas Podcast, guaranteed to let you down and leave you unsatisfied. another episode of the Average Fellows Podcast. I'm your host, Zodi Zach, coming to you live all the way from Riverside, California, on another beautiful Monday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Man, it is Monday morning. I can't believe it. Another sunny Monday morning. Uh, hey, drop by our website, www.averagefellows.com, and check out our coffee subscription club there. We got a four-ounce bag that uh, is a recurring um, uh, monthly subscription, so we'll send you four ounces of specialty craft roasted coffee directly to your door for $7.99 plus a shipping fee. Okay, so I think I got through all that part, <laughs> um, but yeah, check it out. The Coffee Club, man. It's, uh, it's going well. Actually, as a matter of fact, I'm drinking some of my coffee right now. <sighs> And I just got to say, I love that, man. I just, I just, yeah, it's good coffee, man. It's good coffee. You got to check it out. You can buy a one-time purchase of the 12 ounce bag. That's $14.99 plus the shipping fee. Anyways, check it out guys. Support the podcast, support the average fella, support the podcast, support small business. And that's what we're here to do. We're here to support the average fella. And speaking of the average fella today, we have a, uh, a, a an awesome guest on the show, a longtime friend of mine, uh, who, uh, I grew up, um, in, in Los Manos with and, played music with for a while and um actually i think it was sort of like my one of my first projects that i worked on in high school was with was with my friend uh um speaking of my friend my friend shane anyways uh once again ladies and gentlemen uh, today's guest is shane kistner with shane kistner music hey man what's going on bro what's up zach thanks for having me dude and um, no problem man i mean I, I appreciate you being on the show man i'm excited to to catch up with you dude Man, when, okay, when did we you know, meet? You know what I was thinking? What's up? What were you thinking? I don't know, high, high school. No, real quick, it, it's, it's crazy. You know, you're tossing out your coffee, and I'm feeling so guilty, right? Because I'm sitting here sipping on my coffee. I took a walk across the street to go get, and it's not yours, right? It's oh, like uh, I'm drinking man. the old uh, the corporate coffee, <laughs> oh, and man. it's, um, yeah, feeling a little guilty. My competitors. Oh, I know. We're going we're gonna to end the conversation here. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's good stuff. It's oh, all man. good. It's anyway, all good, that was man. my thought when you're when you're opening. That's all good, man. Hey. But yeah, when 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 did we, I mean back back in high school, right? Well, I know we 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 played music together in high school because we were in a class, but I don't. I think it was before before that. Though, I know we met like in sixth or seventh grade. I just can't. Oh, I remember uh, Mr. Garcia. Did you play? Uh, I didn't play until like I was in high school. That's right. Uh, I didn't play any instruments like publicly until I no, was no, in no. High I'm talking. I'm talking more of like, did you play? Did you play on the the sixth grade basketball? Oh yeah, team that's right. Garcia? I did. I did play on the sixth grade basketball team with you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude I rode the bench, dude. I got. I, I got did. a story. I, I I literally, I got put in one game, right? And I was so excited. You've seen videos like this online where uh, you get to take in the inbound pass. I was on the opposing team side. I took it, hit the layup on the wrong side, dude. I think about this <laughs> been like this for years. It's been killing me. And Mr. Garcia, Mr. Garcia, get out of there. What the hell are you thinking? Just, dude, he had that old school coach voice. Dude, you know what I'm saying? He, he was he was one of my favorite teams. So after he was he uh, he led the math club too, and like that's one of the one of the things I hold on to in sixth grade is I was part of like this math club. And, we would go and uh, to competitions, 
but he was so cool. He was in time of like, uh, was it Kaza or Kaza music and Napster? We would, you know, hang out after school. I mean, it's kind of weird looking back. I was in sixth grade hanging out with the Mr. Garcia, but we would download music. We'd listen to like Limp Bizkit and Corn. Nice. And he was a cool dude. He was a cool dude. Yeah, dude, that's crazy, man. He's yep, a... with like Luis Naranjo. I know. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh man, I think I know he passed away. I don't remember how many years ago, but I know he did pass away. Uh, our sixth grade teacher. So, but, okay, yep. I rode the bench too, man. When I was in, when we played, because I made the B team. There was supposed to be two teams. I made the B team, and then there wasn't enough kids that made the B team. So I was like, all right, they just grouped me into the A team, and I was like, all right, sick. I'm a, <laughs> I'm on the A squad. <laughs> it was. Uh... <laughs> I was with you. I was with you. I was on the bench. It's all right. <laughs> all right anyways so hey man um so anyways this is a podcast where we talk about people's uh projects and people's passions people's you know the thing that they're working on the thing that they're into and uh i know you're a musician man and um i played music with you um before i mean a long time ago man i can't remember how long ago but um so hey tell me about yourself man tell the listeners uh, a, a simple statement about you about Shane Kissner Shane Kissner music You know I do everything I can to just get whatever's inside my head you know out and I use the form of right music right and uh I said this the other day and I always say this you know my songs to me seem to come off sad and my brother kind of checked me on that he's like they're not sad they're just like lovey-dovey right um, but I find it easier to write a sadder song because, you know, usually people can relate to sadness more than they can happiness, right? And so for me, over the years, writing this music, if there's one song that just clicks with somebody, right, and they can just feel it, it's worth it, right? It's not, of course, I want to go out and make lots of money and I want to be, you know, famous, look at me, but if I can just have someone be like, wow, that touches me, right? Or I've been there, like, you're not alone. I mean, that's that's what I'm doing. I'm, like, journaling to the world, right? So it, it was just rumor. I wish I would have, you know, jumped on board of this COVID train earlier. Um, but just recently, the last couple of months, you know, I decided to create a, you know, Instagram, and I have years and years of music, you know, written down, recorded, and it's just kind of time to put it out there and, and see what happens. Hey man, I totally respect that. I, that's awesome. And it is, it's kind of, it's, there is a way to do it now where it's so easy for, to find people that will resonate. Not that it's easy, but there is a group of people out there that will find you. It's and and finding things like Instagram, creating an Instagram to put it out there for an artist is so important. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, if you're not, if you're an artist and you're not putting it out there, I mean, it's, I feel like that's the worst part about it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, cause nobody's interfacing with that thing that you've created. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're just kind of sitting on it. Right. Like, and it, it goes nowhere. You know, I've been, uh, you know, I've been around the block with the types of music I've done and, you know, I played silly music in high school and I played, uh, you know, I think we played a little bit of worship together and I was able to come and, play with you guys there and then you came and played at the church too and I was sucked in that was that really pushed my drive years ago is when I got involved with the church and you know I got sucked in and I just played music all day every day and yeah. uh that like got me excited about writing music again right and I mean that's not necessarily my thing these days and 
but it, it, it did fuel the fire back then to get me motivated again. No, I totally, I agree with you, man. And it's, I think a lot of artists in general, uh, use a church as an outlet to play their, their, to, you know, use as an outlet to interface, you know, with their craft. Like, this is what I do. I play instruments, you know, and, and, and there is a demographic of people who want live musicians. Doesn't matter the, you know, where they come from, as long as they, you know, produce a certain sound. And, and a lot of musicians like myself, like I, grew up wanting to play Foo Fighters dude like I don't know if that was you but like that I, I know that was you dude I know that was you I mean like for sure for sure you know like that's what I wanted to play and like Dave just, I love Dave Roll. yeah exactly man so but like so tell me how like music became the thing because this is a this is a long time thing for you it's not like something new that you discovered I know that you were playing music like in the seventh grade like in the eighth eighth grade I think because like I remember no, I think you were in a band like way early before before me, so I'm not sure exactly, but I don't know. Tell, t- give me the the rundown about how music became you know your thing. Sure, sure. Um, you know, I you know I grew up in a house where music was super important to listen to. Right, I had my mom bumping like the first album of Dave Matthews on repeat and hanging out at the pool. Right, and so I love Dave Matthews, but I only love the first album, right? Like, as Crash or uh, Ants Go Marching, or I don't even know if, that, if that's on there, but Two Step is one of the songs that I, I'm in love with off that album. But so music was important. I got, you know, 90s alternative from my mom, and I got like Southern Rock, Skinnerd, uh, Molly Hatchet, Ted Nugent, like, um, or The Outlaws. I mean, I get all that from my dad. And so music was just super important. Everywhere we went in the car, we listened to music. <clears throat> but um, my little brother had gotten a guitar uh, for Christmas, and this is I was probably in sixth grade ish, but it just sat there. It was a, a guitar from like a JC catalog. Uh, I think the brand was called Harmony, and it was just the worst sound ever. It was just like this <laughs> terrible ten watt amp, <laughs> like uh, like one pickup or something. I don't know. It was just it was just terrible. But it sat there, and what had happened was my neighbor, one of my best friends from across the street at the time, he had come over with his sister, and he's like, check out this song, and right? And he starts playing uh, the intro to Falling Away From Me from Korn. He's like, do, 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 do. And I'm like, dude, that is the coolest thing in the world. Show me. And so he shows me, and, and then I end up borrowing his guitar that night, and like I spent all night doing that, right? And that position to like the next morning, my dad, like, trying to show me smoke on the water, right? Like, this is what we used to play back in the day. <clears throat> and then, uh, you know, I started playing guitar. And then I got, I think I got, like, a Squire, uh, some squire, some white Squire. I started playing. And so I just started doing intros only, right? And to me at the time, like, that was, I thought was playing music. But I was, it was far from the truth. And it's funny you talk you know, like seventh, eighth grade, I remember at that point, I had thought I had the confidence, I guess I did have the confidence to get up and play in front of everybody, I had learned the national anthem on the guitar, and I was so excited because I got asked, Mr. Wood in junior high was putting on, you know, this, this I don't know what it was, but it was some like a rally, asked me to play national anthem, now what I didn't know is, if you leave your guitar out in the sun, the strings a bit warped, right? You lose tuning. Uh, I did not do sound check. 
I did not. So I just plugged and I went with it, right? And oh my God, was was that the worst thing ever? Like, but I committed. What I learned <laughs> later on is if your string is broken or if you're out of tune, you just play it like it's the right thing. Hey man, um, you just commit. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. That's man. right. That's right. So so, but when did that like? So it was at first. It was like you said, intros and small little things like the, you know, national anthem. When did that transition into like? Wow, like I really. When you became passionate about music, when you start falling in love with wanting to pursue a deeper um like understanding of how music works and playing because there's a difference there you know there's a their hobby guitar player musician who you know didn't even play never played with a band and you know bought a guitar one time and then there's the person who like i know yourself like it's a lifelong relationship you know with music so like when did that transition happen for you when you realized like okay this is something that's forever here You know, to be honest, it, it, it was late. It was late. I was probably about 18, 19. Um, and what had happened, of course, you know, jamming with, you know, a couple of people in high school as a quote-unquote band, uh, we weren't doing much, right? But we were getting together. And I liked the sound. I guess what, what the start really was the passion for chasing live musicians, right? So when I was, I think, 12, 13, I had seen the Foo Fighters for the first time. Right, this nice. is something like my dad, my little brother, and I. We all we've all been doing for years. So I think I've seen them like 14 times. We've traveled, you know, to Delaware to go see them, and we go to you know Vegas to go see them. At Life is Beautiful, and it's you know, it's just a passion of ours. But seeing that stage presence that Dave has, and seeing like Taylor Hawkins out there just killing it on the drums, like like who doesn't want that? Right, to have everybody, you know, thousands and thousands of people singing your music. Because, you know, you go there and everybody knows every word to every one of their songs. And, like, the power that's behind that is, is beautiful, right? Um, but, you know, going back to, you know, 18, 19, I had this uh, family friend that would always play live music at his parties. He'd have parties. they come over. Everybody would start drinking. And then towards the end of the night, he's like, okay, he would play guitar. And it started with him playing. You know, he would play all night. The next time, he's like, Shane, come play one song with me. The next time, he's like, play three songs with me. And then it got to the point you're going to play three songs plus it's your turn to sing tonight. And I'm like, but I don't sing. He's like, yeah, you are. You're going to sing. You're going to sing. <laughs> so I remember getting super hammered, super hammered before, you know, performing this one song, whatever it was. I remember getting sick outside and throwing up. My nerves were all over the place. And he pushed me. And afterwards, everybody was like, Shane, that was great. Like, you did a good job. But again, I mean, we say that to people that don't don't do a good job. So that was like my first thought was like, it wasn't that great. You're lying to me. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so <laughs> that pushed me into like diving deep into like uh, one of the first songs that I fell in love with uh, to play and sing was Radiohead Creep, and that was like that has always been my go-to, and I just love it. It's yes. just it's, yeah, it's perfect. And so that was that that was 19. You know, that was 18, 19, and then. Then I realized that I had something that not everybody has. And it, my, my stuff isn't, like, to me, it's not great, right? But I have, I've learned that my voice is an instrument by itself. And to be able to combine the two and write some very lovey-dovey uh, words down and express my feelings and put it to a tune uh, is something beautiful. And so that's where I'm like, oh, shoot, I have something. And 
I should keep writing. And it's hard to write. Some of you get writer's blog, you put the guitar down for, I don't know, three months sometimes, and you walk away and you come back and pick up the same song. You're like, I got another idea to that, right? Like I had a song that it took a whole year. I wrote three different parts. And, you know, I thought it was going to be three separate songs because most of my songs I write are like verse, pre-chorus, chorus. And then I'm like, okay, I'm done with that one. I'll come back to it. And then I write another one, you know, verse, pre-chorus, chorus. And I had written, you know, three of those. And I was like, oh, my God, a year later, all these make one beautiful song. And, yeah, then, it's, then the drive is like, okay, I, I have to write more. I'm going to write more. You, you know, the one thing that I will say was a huge benefit for playing, like, with a, with a church is – learning song structure by copying songs and drilling songs week after week and like learning how the pieces work and like you like you before you know it you start saving these little pieces and you're like oh my god look at these little pieces like click 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 and like you know i was sit like it's true like you can sit on like three different pieces for a year and then all of a sudden one day you're like wait hold on these pieces actually oh my god if i just change the key that like yeah Dude, I, I, I think musicians that have spent time writing, like they, you get, you find those little things like that, and you're like, oh my gosh, this is this is where some some of the nuggets come out, you know, some of those, some of those things that you didn't think would ever work, or you know, some of the best songs that are ever written have been pieces of three different songs that have somehow come together, you know, like you're talking about. Um, so you're talking about you, you. I know that you play more than one instrument. So what instrument can you play and how did you start learning those instruments? You also mentioned that you started singing. So can you kind of give me the, give me the, the mix of like how that all, how you got into all three of those and, or even more, I know you got more than, you know, more than two technical instruments that you're playing, right? Right. I could, I could jam on any string instrument. I can, right. Um, you know, if the ukulele is similar to the guitar, the bass is similar to the guitar, or the mandolin is uh, the chord structure is a little different. But uh, I, I try. I think I can, you know, pick up and play anything. But I would say the the two biggest ones uh, outside the voice is guitar and then the keys and playing the piano. Now, when I was younger, maybe high school, I I think the fire and the fuel was in music class there was pianos there and we had the opportunity to you know play around on these and part of our assignments was to write songs and you know compose these songs from scratch um, and again I was already doing that on the guitar so it's like I can basically everything I can play on the guitar all the chords just played on you know on the piano so I started playing then and I had purchased the piano in my early 20s and would get sucked to that, right? I get sucked into like writing these beautiful songs. All the guitar songs I play on the piano, they just sound different. Like it gives a whole new sound. You can slow things down. It's like uh, it's like making love to those keys, you know. And it's uh, it's just something that like I wish I never stopped. And what happened was I sold my my piano like 22, 23 years old. And after I sold that, I I made a personal commitment to never sell another instrument. Like, it doesn't matter how much money, like, you're in debt or what you need. It's like, my instruments are mine, and if that's all I have, like, if I don't have a... Granted, if I, if I don't have a roof over my head, i got to reevaluate that. Like, I can't... <laughs> I can't live underneath my guitar. But it's like, I don't... You know, maybe I'll pawn it off to a family member to hold on to it, right? But it's like, 
I don't want to get rid of my instruments because uh, I still have my first acoustic I ever had, and, and these things have meaning, right? They mean so much to me. To somebody else who could buy it and pick it up and they just throw it around, they don't understand, you know, when, what went into that, right? Oh, man, but I know. Playing right? the piano recently, um, yeah, I, I had uh, recently have a beautiful woman in my life that, that just loves me, and she had totally taken care of me and surprised me with a, uh, with a piano, and just blew me away. It lit the fire, uh, the same fire that was lit by like the church and teaching me how to, you know, write music and get excited about it. Same fire was, you know, lit with this piano, and I've had it for a month now, and uh, I can't, I can't get off of it. Right? I wake up in the morning. It's at the end of my bed. I sit there, I play. You know, I go lay on my couch. I get up, I go play. Come off, go back. It's like it's a vicious cycle. And it's like every 30 minutes, and maybe I write that, you know, verse. Pre-chorus, chorus. I'm like, cool. I posted on Instagram. Looks like a full snot, but it's like, hey, we have all these little pieces, and eventually something's gonna click. And like you're saying, clicking everywhere, uh, something is gonna click, and and it's gonna be enough. Not everything is a gem, you yeah. know. But you know, when you write something, you're like, ah, oh, that's good. Like, I like that one, right? And that piano has allowed me to um, write these songs. And then I'm like, okay. I hear that on the piano. I write it out as the chords. Let's take it to the guitar. I'm like, oh, it sounds better on the guitar, and vice versa, right? Yeah. No, dude, that's really interesting. I'm glad you talk about the yeah, writing it's, process. It's, I'm glad you're getting into that because it's just, uh, you know, some. I think a lot of people, some people, like they look at musicians and like, oh, they're amazed. They're like, oh my god, I can't believe they did that. Like, how? Oh my goodness, you know, like. And there's a process, you know, there's just years of craft of learning how to do these pieces, learning, writing, trying these little pieces, seeing if they work. And Instagram's perfect for that, man. Instagram, you post that 30 second, 45 second clip and you see people's reaction instantly. And then you're like, all right, well, that people loved the way that turned out. Like, let me see if I can expand on that idea, you know, and it, you it, it helps kind of helps you, you know. I don't know. I think it's a tool. I think it's a tool. You know, I, I, I like the instant response that I get for a, a photo and how clear it looks. You know, I don't know if that makes any sense to you, but as an artist, like the reaction of how people like I want people to enjoy it. I want people just to enjoy looking at the images that I take, you know. Um, so I, I get I get like I love posting these. I love like watching these little things that people post creative things on Instagram. Like you watch people do like baking tutorials and it's like a 30 second zip clip that's like super fast and they bake a cake. Like it's just this. I don't know. Just creativity and seeing it manifest like on <laughs> like any which way watching it is always been interesting to people. So, yeah, I like what you're doing, man. I really enjoy the clips that you're posting. Oh, good. It's all and good. Like it's trying to catch up. I think maybe it's maybe it's my side. No, it's all it's all good, man. Um, I mean, I can always chop out the like the four seconds of nothing that happens. <laughs> was, um, yeah, was it was it nothing on your side too? <laughs> yeah, it was. It was for a second there. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, man, I'm talking to nobody. Oh no. <laughs> um, that was hey, great. Man. Keep going. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Hey man, so do you have do you have that one piece of gear that you can't live without? You know, I know, I mean, as a musician, I have I have like four guitars, and I know that like the one thing I can't live without 
is my Telecaster. Like just, I just need one Telecaster. That's the, like the one piece. Do you have that one piece of gear that you can't live without? Well, one piece of gear is for sure the guitar I have, right? My, my Taylor that I have recently picked up probably, I don't know, two years ago. I can't live without it. A hundred percent. I would, I would say even my original Siegel guitar, like if I had to get rid of a guitar, I would probably get rid of that Taylor first, right? The one that I spent way too much money on. I'll get rid of that and hold on to my Siegel because it was my original, right? And that's like, if I have my guitar, my acoustic guitar, you know, I used to have a bunch of electric guitars, and I sold them all. I got rid of them because I don't play, I don't play electric. And uh, like acoustic, you can grab it and play anywhere. And so that one piece is for sure my Siegel guitar. It means it means the world to me, right? It's the first thing. I had received it for, it was a birthday gift from my dad and my mom. My dad had went out of his way to go like to do some research on what was a decent priced guitar with a quality sound. And I know he put some thought into it and uh, it's just something I can't let go of. That's awesome, man. That's awesome, man. And I feel it, man. Like you, cause you said it's, it's, it's a, it's one of those things like your relationship with your instrument, like seeing somebody else like touch your guitar and not respect it the way you do when you hold your guitar. I don't know if you feel that way. Right. <laughs> That's right. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, don't, don't, don't put it on like that. You know, <laughs> uh, you're strumming it too hard. Dude. One time. Okay. One time I was at, it was at the high school and I left. I had a Fender Hot Rod, tube amp, right? I mean, this is a nice, sweet amp. Had two tens in it, and it's a tube amp. And this is before, like, I mean, these kids are playing half stack transistor amps, and I had this boutique, like, Fender tube, just beautiful sounding thing with a cool, like, sick, like, Strat. You know, is what I wanted to play, like, basically be John Mayer. You know, and I came in one day and. Yep. <laughs> I literally see two kids because there's two inputs on it. Two kids plugging two guitars into my amp, playing it. I'm like, "What? No, in God's name! No, yes, dude. Two different people playing their <laughs> metal guitars on my Fender Hot Rod, dude. I was like, ah." <laughs> I was, I was so yeah, respect. Shook, Nobody has respect. They don't respect it like you do. Oh my gosh, man. Anyways. Oh man. Hey man. So when did you start singing? I know you have this distinct it tone. It does. It does. Even now that I think about it, I'm still creeped out by it, man. But you, you have this distinct tone to your voice. When did we can you go, we can start... go back and find them? <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you who they are, dude. After the call, bro. I know exactly who they are. <laughs> I never forgot. Okay. okay. That's of course not. Oh my gosh, man. Oh man. Um, hey, so you have, when did you start singing? Because I remember I was shocked when I discovered that like, you know, Shane Kistner sings. I was like, what the heck dude? Like, you, like it was just so, it was like, I didn't never put the two together, would have never expected it. And then out of nowhere, like you just came and you're like, Hey, this is what I do. And you have, like you said, a distinct voice, a distinct tone to your voice. So can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so you mentioned earlier, you know, at 19 when I sang my first song and then moving into early 20s, uh, very uncomfortable and very, I had no confidence behind it. 
And it was about 24 when, you know, I had more confidence behind the comment of like, hey, I can do this, somebody else can't. And, you know, I had a lot of people rallying behind me saying, Shane, play that song again. We'll play that rendition of Mad World, right? But I want to hear you it this way. Or somebody, they say, hey, play that Dave Matthews song. Um, and so it was around 24-ish. And then 25, 26, I really started falling into it. I mean, now it's going gonna, it's gonna to date us, right? We're getting older. But it wasn't until my mid-20s to late-20s I really fell into that, like, that voice I have, right? It's, uh, it's like that rustic, growly, like I can't let go of the 90s sound. But it's definitely something I fell to at 26, right? And then, like, if, if I can just, like, let it out. Like, if I could go back to the 90s, because I'm already rocking flannels all the time, and I got the beard, I, you know, I got that lumberjack look. Like, I would have been, I missed that generation, right? And yeah. I would have, like, they would have said Kurt Cobain who? Yeah, exactly, yeah. man. <laughs> that's sacrilegious. I'm sorry, terrible. <laughs> oh man, that's funny, man. Hey, but no, it's 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 true though about the whole entire uh, just the 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 you talk about this '90s sort of uh, alternative rock sort of sound, like train a little bit of Train, a little bit of Creed, even a little bit of Nickelback. But at the same time, I, I would even go as far as saying <laughs> Nickelback's great. I dude. Dude, so to unsung heroes, bro. Don't even get me started, right? Don't even get me started. Um, I would even go as far as saying that, like, when I listen to the music that you've been working on, uh, I, I I hear um, a folk sort of undertone to it. I don't know if that makes any sense to you. So there is this 90s throwback alternative style that I hear, that rustic sort of like that 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 growl that you're talking about, but also a folk tone to it that creates more of a poetic side. That, Cause you said dark, you said that you talk, you sing a lot about these dark, more emotional sort of lovey dovey things. And I think maybe that plays into that a little bit. Um, when I, when I really like try to listen to it, um, <clears throat> speaking of that thoughts of you thought of you, is that right? Is that what is, is that, is that the name of this, uh, the piece that I have here for the intros that I'm rolling? That's right. That's right. Thought of you. Um, can you talk about that a little bit? Can you give me a little breakdown on that piece? Give me the inception of that piece, and um, and then also talk about just the overall creative vision that you're, um, you know, that you're working towards. Yeah. Well, I, I just want to go and touch back on like that '90s thing real quick, um, and like where where my sound comes from. And when I got you know, I talked about the church a couple of times only because I know that you relate to that and we were there. And uh, there was a guy by the name of Dustin Kendrew, right, who came from, who did he come from? He came Thrice. from Thrice. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, so he is amazing. So he did a worship album, which I fell in love with, and I just fell in love with him as a musician, his boy. He's a killer. So, like, yeah. if I could, like, try to play music like anybody it's him right he's just he's just amazing um now that i got my my musician crush out of the way of dustin kendrew um yeah thought of you right thought of you is you know a lot of the music that i write hits me you know pretty quick right it's usually something that hits me within you know 30 minutes i'm laying in bed or i'm laying there and like words start flowing like emotions start flowing i need to write it down I need uh, I need to pick up my guitar and I need to put chords to it, right? And so 
Daughter You is this love song about about my beautiful girlfriend, and it's about really, you know, falling in love with somebody, um, and just things just totally taking over, right? total emotions, right? Um, the, the opening line is, I've fallen for you, and it's crazy how people come into your life and blow you away, right? And, you know, we have, you know, friends and family that can do that, but to have somebody come in and pull all this emotion out and you're able to write it down and something beautiful comes out of something beautiful, you know, that's, uh, that's kind of where that comes from. Wow, man. That's some deep stuff, dude. That's that's how you, uh, dude, laying it down on the Average Fells podcast with some, got- <laughs> with some depth, dog. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate that. I really appreciate I wanna write that. that. I want to write the line down. I got to write down the line of something beautiful coming from something beautiful. Like that needs to be written down right dude, now. For real, dude. Yeah. Something beautiful, something beautiful. Oh my gosh, man. That sounds like the name of your next EP or something, dude. Oh. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, anyways. <laughs> it's funny you say that, but a buddy, a buddy of mine had told me, he's like, Shane, how come you don't have how come you don't have an album or an EP, right? Like, how come you don't just have a handful of songs put together? You know, there's been a couple of times where I tried to record and it just didn't happen. But recently I had done a uh, another podcast and uh, he's like, hey, let's, uh, you know, let me write some bass lines and put some drum tracks down and let's, let's record this. He's like, I don't know why you're not and we should do it. So I'm like, okay, so that's, that's coming, it's coming. That's what's up, man. That's going. On. That's that's uh, that's awesome. That you you know finding those networks, finding those people who believe in whatever the vision is that you're trying to achieve. Because a lot of times it's like, I I always feel like as a as a musician, like I always there's never been like a achieved I made it moment as far as like whatever I whatever I can write. And honestly, I haven't been able to put anything successfully down in, in a studio in a long time myself, you know, so I understand the struggle, what it is to like write something and then be like, this is studio worthy because a lot of time and effort is invested in recording. You know, it's not like you're just going in there, laying it down so fast. Like you can't do that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's so difficult to be like, you know, like I got to write the song first and then I got to make sure that I know all the pieces, you know, and then. I got to go try and capture it as well as I can. Like there is a lot of time and effort putting into recording. So, you know, I'm, it's, it's, I, I understand the struggle as far as like trying to get something, you know, recorded, man. It's always, it's, I think every artist feels that way. Every, every musician feels that way about record the recording process, man. Like I always wish I could get it done or could have had the resources to do it, you know? Right, yeah, I get that. Like, I most of the time I don't have the tools, right? I don't don't have the people to, you know, to have something, you know, accessible. And like you said, having people that support uh, support you and can see the vision with you. That's, I mean, that's key. Like, you have people around you that don't want you to fail, and they only want you to succeed. I mean, as adults, we get to choose these people, right, that we have in our lives, and you know, we always have that one goofy friend or the one that, like, hey his life is worth the mine, so let me keep him around because I know him to him better. But then you also have the people, you know, that are there just to pick you up when you fall, and you need those people, right? And you got people who are like, hey, I'm with you 100%. Like, you support me, I support Definitely, man. Totally, man. 
it's just like you know it's a similar it's like you know you coming on the show like you coming on the show coming on the podcast you know just being a guest on the podcast is totally it's 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 giving me the opportunity to do what I love you know and that's trying to be a radio guy trying to be a podcaster man like I don't know I'm still can't believe that I'm doing I still don't think I'm a podcaster like in my mind I'm like I'm trying to be a podcaster and at the end of the day I'm like man I have over 50 50 episodes published like I am a podcaster like why do I keep I have what's that called like that's right where you're afraid to be what you are I can't imposter syndrome okay okay but yeah but you, you are doing it right like I've been watching you post and share and having people on and it's so cool uh, because people support you right you have, you have you have the voice right you're talented and the more you do this the more people are going to support you right you have a very positive cause Right, you're not bringing off negative energy, and you're not doing that, right? So it's something people want to get behind, right? Yeah. So when I see, you know, after we do this, this is one that's going to make me want to share the episode we do together, right? But yeah. It's also going to make me want to just share when you post, right? Like, it's so we have so many people. Everybody has maybe they have a hundred people on their friends list, or they have three hundred, you know, people. But if every everybody could just push the share button, right? If you could push the share button. Say a little comment of what it means to you and push the share button. There's so many people that we could reach, and people aren't doing that, right? And we should, especially the people we grow up with, right? I want to yeah. see you succeed, right? Like, and it's important. So, like, and just like there's people that want to see me succeed. So, the simple share button, <laughs> that's that's all. I mean, that's all you do. It's yeah. going to reach the additional 200 people I have, right? That's yeah. so true. It's so it's so crazy when you speak more of that, that way. Exactly. Just, I just need you to click that little arrow one time. That's it. Or just hit that like button one time. You know, it's so it's simple. Simple. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But, but you know, what's so funny about like, that. Nah, I'm going to listen to it. I'm not going to say. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just going to be like, uh, they're, yeah, they're going to listen to the episode and they're like, you know what? Now that they say that, I'm not going to do it. No. <laughs> um, That's right. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, man. So, so what is what is your I mean you you mentioned the Foo Fighters and you mess you mentioned Dustin Kenzer as some of your musical inspiration. Who else are some of the the bigger influences that you know the maybe the individual artists, the writers? I know you probably have a handful of uh, of artists that you have your finger on as far as like man, they are the pro, like the, the ones that you know make the difference in your music like taste. If that makes any sense. It does, but you know, it's, I don't really have like uh, specific people that I'm like, I'm going to do it like this, or they motivate me. For me, it's really the genre, the style, uh, and the feelings behind it, right? And going back to the 90s, like, I like that very, I mean, not even 90s, we talk about Nickelback, and everybody hates on Nickelback, but they have this this talent to take these four chords, right, and they make these songs that are hit after hit, right? And people are like, oh, they're so basic. But, but yeah, yeah, they're so, they're so good. But it's like people don't want to get behind that. Um, but for me, like, if you listen to my, you know, my music, it's like A minor, C, A, and it's like just played in different ways. But it's the way that, you know, I had talked about earlier about making love to your keys. you got to make love to your strings, and it's all about how it comes off. Like, I want people to feel the emotion through me, through the music through the strings through the keys and like it's just the way you play it right so going back to it's not a specific person I you know I talk about Dustin Kenzer and I talk about 
the Foo Fighters, and, and I, I love their sound, but I don't want... I don't want to be like that. I want to be Shane, right? And uh, I take bits and pieces of, you know, these musicians and what they've done, and I try to put my spin on it. Even some of the cover songs, I think it's one to just cover a song straight up. Like, uh, you know, one of my favorite songs is Simple Man from Leonard Skinner, and like yes. Shinedown did it, and Deftones did it, and even uh, Howard Jones from Killswitch came out and did a little clip on YouTube, and it's like, it's such a powerful chorus. But I do mine just like it's a mixture of like uh, Shine Down and uh, Skinnerd and a little of Shame. So I, I grab all these and try to you know take the good parts of everything and, and make it my own. Yeah, man. That's I mean I agree. I I it makes total sense. I mean I'm on the same total boat with you with that. There's just little bits and pieces of these artists that you just you kind of pull from and you not that you you don't copy but you you just like that flavor a little bit you know let me take this flavor here and this flavor here and let me mix it in what i'm cooking and then you put that out you know what i'm saying it's just it's right. just it's just a fun it's and musicians creative people that do that like it's just one of those things that you just have to do you got to let me mix it let me let me see what those and you got to chase the itch you know and Oh man, it's just, yeah, I really appreciate chatting about like, just like, I guess, you know, writing really this episode has been about writing music dog. And that's, that's been, that's awesome. So what is your goal as an there's artist? Only, there's only so many chords. Was that? Exactly. Yeah, I mean to cut yeah. you off, but there's no, only funny. so, you know, from, from, from back in the day, from when music was started, there's only so many chords, so many notes on the neck of a guitar and so many, you know, keys on a, on a piano. And these songs, you know, maybe not the exact songs have been written, but we've taken it from like, you know, the 20s and 30s and 40s. These songs in the same chord progression are, you know, someone taught me the circle of fifths when I'm in. That's the easiest way to write a song. But um, these all, all have been done. It's like, how do you put your spin on it? How do you put your flavor, right? How do you, like you said, how do you mix it in, right? And um, with the very limited notes we have, we've had the opportunity for almost 100 years to hear music. And yeah, it's crazy. Dude, that's wild, man. Humans are humans are awesome, man. They figure out, and we all. I mean, obviously, yeah, you're, you're you're part of it. You're part of that group too. You know, discovering ways to organize and change the sound, manipulate it just a little bit different. And you know, it's it's amazing what people come up with. That's so, right. what is your goal as an artist? What does success look like for Shane Kissner music? Huh. Um, success, you know, going back to uh, we talked about earlier, is just having people relate to, to Shane, right? I've uh, I got a lot of craziness inside my head, right? And I got a lot. I'm a very passionate person, and I I feel everything. And so I know other people are out there also feel it, but I also know a lot of people in the world don't talk about it, right? And they don't talk about the feelings. They don't talk about being sad, happy, excited proud, um, neglected, whatever it is. And so my goal is to make people feel that. Maybe they're not confident to talk about it, but just for them to relate to one of my songs, you know, one of my notes, one of my words, and just have them be like, ah, like, okay, I'm not alone. Because that's like one of the worst feelings in the world is to be sitting there, you know, stuck in bed and in your head or, you know, being your home and alone, like these little sayings, like, it's the worst place to feel like you have nobody, right? And if you can turn on a song and be like, huh, 
Like, I don't know, like, maybe they don't know me, and they just, like, heard me through a friend. They're like, oh, this Shane guy, you know, feels the same way I do. Like, ah, maybe the struggle isn't forever, you know? Look at him, he's doing something. So just to give somebody hope, you know, to say, hey, I get through my battles, and I get through, like, the craziness in my head by writing in my, you know, music diary, right? It's, it's this little journal for the world. Dude, that's awesome, and that's super cool. That's exactly that's. I mean, that's exactly what I feel about like my Instagram. You know, like I feel like it is a part of that because, you know, like I'm like doing these interviews and collecting all these like this library of just cool little interviews of all these people and the interesting thing that's that they're doing, right? You know, and I'm like, for me, like I just I don't know. I it I've always wanted to be a part of like a show of some sort, you know, and all of a sudden this idea to just be like, man, I could just interview people and like talk about what they're doing because I mean, how easy of a concept could that be? You know, I don't have to come up with anything. I just got to ask them questions about what they're into, you know, and but you're right. It's like a diary to the world. And, you know, it starts becoming like this thing where I feel like every time I get a post and I get to share it with people like I get like you said you get to share that with the world man you get to like put this out there just a little bit further and in- increase your reach like I'm gonna share Shane Kistner's music with the world it's just a place like it's a handoff like hey man here's the message then I'm like yo let me take the message and just blow it up on on my podcast you know um and it's so weird. It's so mm-hmm. weird to like see that whole entire thing happen and like just be like, wow, people respond to it. You know, this is the little like you said, your music that you post is like a diary, a piece of whatever it is that you share with the world. Like it is like that. It feels like I mean, it feels like that when I look at like, the catalog of interviews now, I'm like, oh, my God, because I mean, there's days I'll go back. I'll, I'm not going to lie. I listen to my own podcast. You know, of course, I listen to my own podcast. I try to hear of myself course. like I listen to like the first three Mine's episodes. on repeat. My songs are on repeat. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like listening to myself thinking like, man, I was such a goofball when we first started. And then like three episodes after that, thinking like trying different things. So, you know, I just get it. I get the whole entire like, you know, sharing it with the world, the diary kind of thing. Um, but no, man, I get it. Like I want people to engage in it. I want somebody else to say like, yeah, you know what? The average fella out there deserves to be recognized and that's what my podcast is like about it's like finding people doing interesting things and just sharing it with the world because what else what else are we going to do on this rock man <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. um, yeah we need more of that dude we need more of that and you're doing the right thing it's, yeah really shining light on you know like you said the average people out there it's like uh, they don't get it's not every day you talk about the tools of people what they're doing and what they're capable of and like need more of what you're doing right it's important Hey man, so what are you working on currently? I know you, like you said, like you, I know the Instagram's a huge thing. I know you started that recently and you've been posting on that. I, I, I'm sure, like, how many times you posted on that? Like, what's going on with, uh, with what you're working on? Yeah, so I, I've posted, I don't know, something like 20 plus recently in the last uh, month or so. You know, just moving over to TikTok because I seem to get, you know, quite a bit of hits. You know, you post in one night and get over 100 and something views. So that seems to be, the next push but on top of that my hope is there's a local brewery in Los Banos um, I think it's like Pararitos brewery or something like that I had talked to them before Christmas before they got shut down again and they're hoping to get me out there on, on Saturday so my hope is when life goes back to quote unquote the new normal um, I, I'm hoping to get get out there and start playing live you know I, I don't know why I haven't been doing this my whole life 
you know, it's something I love to do, and uh, it, people seem to be receptive, and so it's time to make a push, whether it's playing at the brewery or playing somewhere else in Los Banos or going out to the Bay Area. My little brother has a band he's working on, and he's always playing music, so I've always told him, I'm like, let me open for you guys, right? They kill it, so I'll go out and open for them anywhere. Yeah. So the goal for me, 2021-22, is, is play, play live music when that comes, because you know, you got all these bands during COVID that just shut down, right? And it's it's terrible for live music. And so hopefully when it comes back, like that's my push. I want to do live music. For sure, man. Yeah, me too. As soon as when I, oh man, I definitely wanted to play some music. I, and I, I mean, I still volunteer with the church, but playing with a creative project is just a whole different thing. And hopefully one day I'll get back. Oh, somebody out there will, uh, you know, fill the forces of, uh, <laughs> of the creative music and maybe it'll, maybe it'll happen again. But man, I, re- I really appreciate you coming on the podcast, man. Um, so can you tell me what listeners should expect from Shane Kistner music as far as like, uh, you know, like, like when you're posting regularly, like where, what, what exactly is, um, like, cause I, you talked about putting on TikTok and Instagram. Are you like just doing 30 second videos of you playing? Or are you doing like just, you know, pictures, like kind of give me the, an idea of the content that you're posting. You know, I am right now pushing, you know, at least a minute clips on both uh, Instagram and TikTok. You can do those minute clips without having to push it to like IGTV for Instagram. And that seems to be a bit of a pain. Um, so yeah, most most everything I'm posting will be less than a minute. It's basically everything that uh, I'm writing during the day or an older clip or something that just I, I run across. But I'm trying to post every day. And I was doing that for a while and then I'm like, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm like, oh man, I'm like starting to run out of material. But then I realized like, no, I didn't. Like I can write, right? I have I have my journal that um, that I had from a while ago sitting up in my uh, in my bathroom somewhere and it's like I haven't even pulled that down yet. So like uh, there's gonna be more music coming. There'll be a bunch of stuff that I had written from the past. Actually, it's funny. You ever watch South Park and they had that the episode of where they're taking uh, songs and making them worship songs or vice versa, right? You just change the love and or you change the oh, person's yeah, yeah, name yeah, to put yeah. God. Yeah, it's yeah. like I I have I have all this music I wrote for the church that I'm gonna take back, you know, and yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna take it back and and. Because a lot of the music was orig- originally not written for the church, and then you know I got stuck into the church, and it, I made it about church. So uh, I'm gonna pull back, and I'll, I'm gonna re-release it. And you know, again, the the goal is to get you know five, six songs down on an album, and to start pushing it. And push that. I'm gonna make shirts. Like I'll rock my own shirts, you know. Yeah. And I know my. I'll give them out to my family. They'll rock it. Somebody's gonna be like, Hey, what's that? You know. And if I can. I'm not. I'm not here to make money. I just want you to hear my music. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I, t- I get it, so, man. We'll see what happens. No, man, I totally. I get it, man. I. I. I mean, that's why the coffee thing came up for me, man. I. I. I want. I want. I want to keep podcasting, and you know, it. It costs money to build a website and to host a podcast, and if I can somehow get it to support itself, and I just got to show up and talk. You know, I'm going to do it. That's that's just kind of that's what I that's how I designed it, you know. And uh, so um, yeah, we're going to just keep keep it going, man. Hey, man, I really appreciate you j- jumping on the call and being here with us, man. This has been fun catching up with you. Um, hey, before we uh, before we sign off here, um, do you want uh, can you just share uh, all the all the links? Give me all the all the places people can find you on your social media and shout out whoever you want to. Yeah, you know, um, 
really the the two ones right now is just uh, Shane Kissner Music on Instagram and Shane Kissner Music on TikTok. Um, yeah, I try I try to keep it separate. Right, I was posting a lot of stuff on my personal personal pages, but you know, I know some people support it and some people get annoyed. You know, and like those are that's not who I'm targeting. You know, yeah. and so. Let's just, you know, move it over and target the people that, that I'm, uh, I'm trying to, right? Um, yeah, big shout out to baby brother Ryan for, um, for really kicking ass. And, uh, you know, he, he went from, you know, playing the bare minimum. You know, I still like it when he plays those whole notes on the bass when he jams with me, but he wants to hit the scales. I'm like, dude, chill. Like, this, that's not my music. But uh, he's grown so much and he's doing so well and I'm proud of him. So big shout out to him. Uh, shout out to Pops. Love my dad, love my mom, and big shout out to the to the girlfriend Tiffany. I love her, so uh, that's that. Awesome, man. Hey, man, thanks for being here again, man. I appreciate it. Uh, hey, guys, uh, once again, that was Shane with Shane Kissner Music. Check out his stuff. Uh, go blow up his Instagram, man. Uh, a lot of good content there. Uh, you'll catch yourself scrolling through it. You know, I, once you start watch, once you start listening, you just keep keep you just keep going through it. So. Go check it out, guys. Uh, once again, guys, drop by our website, www.averagefellows.com. Uh, give us a like, a rate, subscribe, review, anything. Helps us rank up in the directories. Appreciate that, guys. And don't forget to subscribe to our Average Fellows Coffee uh, subscription club. Check it out. All right? Hey, anyways, peace and love. <laughs>